Welcome back to This Week in Video Games and this is the News Roundup, giving you all the latest video game news you need to know in just 10 minutes. If you find this useful, then like, share and subscribe on YouTube and your favourite podcast app. Links are down below in the description or the show notes. So it's Thursday, 4th of June 2020, so let's get into the news. First up in the news today, Sega celebrates its 60th anniversary with a Game Gear Micro. This one comes from Martin Robinson out of Eurogamer. Word's been going around for a while that Sega's got some big news planned this week and it's leading with the announcement of a very small console. The Game Gear Micro coming out in four variants in Japan to mark the 30th anniversary of Sega's only dedicated portable system. Due out on October the 6th in Japan only for now, we've yet to hear about plans for a Western release, and given how eccentric this diminutive machine is, we'd be surprised to hear any. The four variants each come with their own four games, meaning you have to collect all four to get the entire catalogue. It's a decent list, though, with developer Ancient's take on Sonic the Hedgehog, for my money, one of the very best Sonic games. Leading the way on the black version of the Game Gear Micro, along with Puyo Puyo, Outrun and Royal Stone, known as Crystal Warriors in the West. The yellow edition is something of a Shining Force special, with three of Sega's RPGs being bundled with Nazo Puyo, Ali no Ru, a puzzle RPG hybrid. There's also an Atlas special with the red edition giving us two Megami Tensei games along with GG, Shinobi and Columns. While the final variant offers up Sonic and Tails, the incredible puzzler Baku Baku Animal and Sylvian Tower alongside the Game Gear port of Gunstar Heroes. Which adds some neat symmetry to the Game Gear Micro as that version of Gunstar Heroes helped put developer M2 on the map. And it's M2 that's overlooking this device, just as it did with the Mega Drive Mini. This is a quirkier device with a screen that's a mere one inch wide. There'll be a magnifier accessory available, but I sort of wish they'd made the screen a decent size to begin with. Still, the Game Gear Micro does trump its predecessor in potentially offering up to three hours battery life from two AAA batteries. Quite some improvement over the one hour from six AA batteries the original Game Gear provided. It's priced at 4,980 yen, which roughly translates as just under 40 quid. That's not the only Sega news that's been revealed as part of the company's 60th anniversary celebrations. You might have heard word of a big reveal in this week's Famitsu, and while details are now out there, it looks like the Japan-centric announcement as Sega unveils its fog computing platform that will provide a spin on cloud gaming for Japanese arcade centers. Next up, Valorant launches, and a patch adds a new agent, a new map, and a new game mode. This one comes from Austin Goslin out of Polygon. Riot Games have officially released Valorant this Tuesday and revealed what's changing from the game's beta on launch day. Along with the usual balance updates, including buffs and nerfs to a few agents, Riot also introduced Rainer, the game's new character, a new map called Ascent and a new game mode called Spike Rush, and several quality of life updates that should make the game better for everyone. This patch is also the beginning of what Riot is calling Episode 1 Ignition. Episodes in Valorant are a little bit like seasons in other games like Fortnite. Each episode will include new features and new content that Riot hopes will feel like a big update to the game. The biggest changes in this patch come with the addition of Rainer and Ascent. These are the first new character and map to be added to Valorant since the public has had a chance to see and play the game. Rainer is an agent designed for constant fighting, but if she's not getting kills she won't have much utility to help her team. Meanwhile, Ascent is a map set in a Venice-like city with certain areas of the map could be opened and closed during rounds. The patch also adds a new game mode called Spike Rush, and Spike Rush keeps many of the same mechanics from the standard Valorant mode, including shooting, abilities and agents, but the objective is a little different. 
The intention of the mode, according to Riot, is to give players a faster, more casual mode that doesn't take nearly an hour per match, like Valorant's main game mode. This patch also brought major changes to several characters. Sage got several more nerfs, continuing a trend for Riot. Sage's healing orb now has a longer cooldown and her barrier orb is weaker than it was before. Meanwhile, Jet got a few buffs including a longer lasting smoke duration for her cloud burst ability. Riot also updates Split, Valorant's least light map during the beta to have more of an open middle area to make attacking a little easier. One thing that isn't in the game at launch is Valorant Rank Mode, and players who participated in the closed beta had several weeks to test out rank play, but Riot is holding off on the full release. The Rank Mode will be out sometime shortly after the launch to give Riot time to make sure the servers are holding up and that there are no glaring bugs. Next up in the news, Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 3 delayed to allow team to focus on their communities amid worldwide protests. This one comes from Jordan Olliman out of IGN. So Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 3 has been delayed with the new season now launching on June 17th, with developer Epic explaining the move is due to the current outcry and protests in the US. Recent events are a heavy reminder of ongoing injustices in society, from a denial of basic human rights to the impact of racism, both overt and subtle, against people of colour. We're acutely aware of the pain of our friends, family, team members, players and communities are experiencing, begins a statement from the Fortnite blog published earlier this week. We believe in equality and justice, diversity and inclusion, and that these fundamentals are above politics, Epic adds. The team is eager to move Fortnite forward, but we need to balance the Season 3 launch in time with the team to focus on themselves, their families and their communities. An in-game live event, The Device, that is set to occur at the end of the current season, has also been moved to June 15th. The delay comes in the wake of the death of George Floyd and the protests against police brutality and racism that have subsequently taken place worldwide. Chapter 2, Season 3 has been delayed twice previously, first in April in the midst of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, and then last week, and it was originally set to launch on June the 11th. Earlier this week, Sony revealed it was postponing its PS5 conference to stand back and allow for more important voices to be heard. Next up in the news, check out Path of Exile's upcoming expansion, Harvest, and this one is by Dan Tack out of Game Informer. So coming this month on June the 19th, Path of Exile's latest expansion is all about growth. Literally, players can build up their gardens that grow monsters and then harvest them for all kinds of powerful loot. Like other leagues, players can find the critical league mechanic to interact with the instance garden in each area and or the map, seed caches that allow them to travel into their own sacred grove, complete with pipes that root colour-coded energy to plants. Players have plenty of seeds to pick from, both big and small, common and rare, and can handcraft deadly monsters by selecting the right seeds. Seeds grow over time and as you visit your garden area to area, you can watch your little buds turn into potential loot caches, but be careful, these blooms bite back. After harvesting your plants, they turn into monsters. If you're interested in careful, safe farming low-tier seeds, they can provide you with a steady influx of loot. However, you can take on much bigger, rare seeds and plants for shots at incredible loot with a much higher chance of death. The Grove also lets you craft items to your specifications, which will allow players a ton of flexible customization that can be hard to achieve without tons of farming or trading in other leagues. 
Along with the new big league mechanic, Harvest includes some revamps and special skills for two-handed weapon users that help bring the weapon class in line with the power level of others. There are new skills and 12 new uniques to discover, along with a large retooling of older uniques, making them more useful and desirable to play. So Harvest launches on PC June the 19th, hitting Xbox and PlayStation 4 the week of June 22nd. And finally, in the news this week, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning is getting a remaster in August. This one comes from Sean Prescott out of PC Gamer. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning was a serviceable action RPG when it released in 2012. In his review, Tom described it as having great combat and loot, but the generic world design with a familiar story. Nevertheless, it has established a small cult following over the years, and THQ Nordic's 2018 acquisition of the brand renewed hope that the series would return. It's not quite a return, but the game is getting a remaster. A listing on the Microsoft Store confirms that Kingdoms of Amalur The Re-Reckoning will release on August the 11th. According to the product description, it's remastered with stunning visuals and redefined gameplay, and all DLC will be included. The remaster is being handled by Keiko, which worked on Darksiders Remastered, as well as Legend of K Anniversary Edition, to name a few. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning was first published by Electronic Arts in 2012, just months before the game developer 38 Studios went bankrupt. At the time, work was underway on an MMO project set in the same universe. The Kingdom of Amalur name failed to sell at auction in 2013, before THQ Nordic announced in 2018 that it purchased the series. The game boasted some heavy hitters, writer R.A. Salvatore collaborated on the story, whilst comic artist Todd McFarland helped on the art. Well that's it for today's news and I hope you found it useful and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and podcast apps. And if you like it, then share it with a friend. This Week in Video Games is a Patreon, podcast and YouTube channel. If you're interested in joining, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash thisweekinvideogames and sign up for some benefits that include exclusive audio, Discord roles, community events and much, much more. Well thanks again and I'll see you soon.